0: Welcome to the Bro CR Supercast. Yeah. Basically, a super cool podcast. See what we did there? <laughs> we discuss all things obstacle course racing, culture, and community that embodies it, from performing athletes flashy new gear and secret guacamole recipes yummy we've got you covered bro do you have questions we want to find answers want to talk about running in the mud and your next big adventure cool so do we now let's lace up those trail kicks and jump in the corral the supercast the supercast starts now
1: And we've made it again here at another episode of the Supercast. Episode 31. How's everybody doing?
2: 31. Happy Tuesday morning, y'all.
1: Good Tuesday morning, everyone. Um, I've had a rodeo of a trip, guys. I am right now driving back to my house from Cincinnati. Um, <laughs> Where you are those... probably
2: a whole lot warmer than you were over the past several days.
1: Guys, it's 93 right here in Cincinnati um, and at my house. And it's been like, we I, I saw it down to like 20 degrees this weekend. And yeah. snowing and lots of snow. And it was special. So that was it. Fun. looked
2: absolutely miserable for you guys who haven't been watching. Um, Jacob was out at Tahoe. And I have to say, so, you know, first of all, you know how much it broke my heart not to be there, but
1: Uh, you should have been, um,
2: you know, before we even get into it, I just want to say on behalf of myself and the community as a whole, you know, great job. And, you know, thank you for the live updates and the, you know, media that you were able to put out while you were there, because as we all know, Spartan just kind of, you know, left everybody hanging when it came to the live coverage and nobody knew what was going on. So and I I can't wait well to as, tell
1: you some of the other stuff that's been going on. Oh
2: lordy. Well I as well as everybody else other out issues. there was bebopping around between, you know, us and some other live streams, other media companies. So, you know, good job for you.
1: Well, thank you. And here's the thing it's it's clarity. And mm-hmm. when you start to create something as big as what we're getting now with the Spartan World Championships, yep. Look at this. There was a $100,000 prize purse given out this weekend.
2: Yeah, that's a lot of money. This is a serious deal. and This is a big
1: freaking race. Yeah.
2: So before we get into it, though, as always, we need to let everybody know our um, Supercast is brought to you by Vanga CBD. You got to hang out with the CBD boys this weekend. Let's talk about I'm, those
1: Vanga boys real quick for a second. Uh, Dave I'm and Jay over at Vanga. So Holy smokes. I'm just going to say this. We spent all weekend out there introducing people to the Endurance CBD, period. It is some of the best stuff out there on the market for endurance athletes. Uh, It's clean. It's THC-free. It helps with inflammation. It helps with muscle recovery. And it is a great product. And let me tell you, Leah, the people were lining around the booth.
2: Oh, I believe it. I mean, as soon as you try that recovery balm, I mean— the soft gels, it's going to take you a couple you days of taking it. you can get the recovery it. balm. But yeah, the recovery balm is sold out this instant. weekend. Instant. Oh, I believe it. It's instant <laughs> relief. It's amazing for your muscles. You know, personally, having used it on sprained ankles as well as sore necks and back, um, you know, can't, can't recommend it enough. You guys totally need to check it out at vangacbd.com slash broCR and use code broCR to save 15%. Um If you've got questions, reach out
1: to them guys. And once again, I'm also going to say, um, they've got this athlete's guide to CBD that's out there. Apparently over this weekend, they had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people download that athlete guide because of, of everything they learned there. Go check it out. Everything you
2: need to know. Yeah. It's everything you'd ever want to know as an athlete, as a person learning about CBD as a product, learning about how, you know, what it does into your body you yep. know, so many times people just kind of blindly take stuff because someone told them to.
1: Yeah, but do some research, yourself. be an informed customer.
2: Yep. So check them out, vangascbdcom brociar.
1: Use code brosier, it'll save you some cash. Anyway, on to the episode Tahoe. Tahoe. Man, <laughs> a lot to unwrap.
2: Well, okay. So, where, where to start, to Leah? Where to start? start? Okay, well, so first off, Tahoe was different this year in just the very structure of it. So for those who didn't know, you know, typically championship race runs Saturday. And this year prior, you know, long time ago, they made the decision. It wasn't a, you know, a last minute thing. But they had decided that the championship elite race, instead of running it on Saturday, it was going to be run on Sunday. Saturday right. was for open wave beasters as well as the ultra champion the the ultra elite
1: just the ultra elites yeah
2: as well as what we later found out down the road a side bet between OCR and CrossFit
1: and that was fun
2: so yeah busy day on Saturday so let's kind of unwrap that first
1: so basically what happened was the ultra, we got there that morning. We were expecting rain and horrible conditions that morning at 9 a.m.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We got lucky.
2: Yeah, it looked. It didn't look too bad in the morning.
1: It was fine until about 2. Everything was fine until 2. So um, the
2: ultra racers went off without a hitch. Some of the open beasters it, went out.
1: And everybody listening now... Um, reached out to me and everything. Everybody, thank you. First of all, I didn't run the ultra. I ran the super. They had a VIP media super. I ended up just doing that. It was 10 miles long. Um, long great super. time. That's, yes, it's a long super. It's a little longer than that 10 K that they were promising, but, um, right. uh, but no long super, good time. Um, great course, great, great fricking mm-hmm. course. I can't say enough about how good the course was marked out and laid out. And it was a really fair course in that sure. temperature um a very very fair course
2: and everything um, was open all the obstacles were open on saturday no um problems.
1: the swim was qu- uh, i'll say this much the swim was there for the ultras for the open waivers it was it was optional i'm gonna be honest with you guys i didn't do the swim i didn't do it it was the shortest swim they've ever had
2: i wouldn't blame you right but it's uh, still no. a swim though
1: it's still a swim and i'm still recovering from everything that i had it was optional i said okay not gonna do it um not for me today um,
2: but then things started going hairy in the afternoon
1: so they started the crossfit competition and this was awesome so basically the way this crossfit competition worked on saturday was they released the crossfit people and then the ocr people 30 minutes later and it was basically you got um points basically and if guys if you guys are listening uh, it's giving you directions to my house as well did that come through leah
2: no no, no you're fine okay
1: never mind then I've got Siri giving me directions to get back home and make brats tonight. So anyway, the CrossFit competition, uh, basically they got points based on, like, how well they finished the race. Um, Right.
2: And then if they caught their prey.
1: Yep, if they caught their prey, which turns out Hunter McIntyre can run. Uh, Duh. Um, So they all ran the race really good. Then they went into this basically four-wad session that was intense. And it was back and back CrossFit style, but it was like a I think classic old school throwdown. It was like CrossFit meets Spartan.
2: Yeah, like there was. Luckily, um I think it was ORM had it going live for all the different wads, so we were able. to Yeah, we to watch were we that. were
1: live for all those wads too. Um, um.
2: So that was nice, and we got to see all the different. You know, it was it was basically Spartan style stuff. You know, log mm-hmm. flips and heavy balls and. So
1: yeah, the first one was just basically like a combine of a few different things. Um, it and fun, right? Just pretty, pretty freaking crazy, right? Um, then all of a sudden, the second one was shuttle run. The
2: right uh-huh.
1: Then the third one was the third one. I think was the funnest. So the third one, basically, what happened was you had. Like, that was
2: the running one, right?
1: Yeah, four of, the, of those self-propelled runners.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then all of a sudden, as soon as they were done, they had like a 300-pound log they had to flip for their legs. Yeah, it was
2: on. a 400-meter run. And then the yep, guy quarter had mile a 400-pound log. And the girls, it was 280, I think they said.
1: Yep, 280. And you flipped it as many times as possible within that six-minute time period. And yep. Hunter goes ham on the thing. Oh, yeah. Just He's making it look effortless, but then out of nowhere, freaking Sweeney, the crossfitter comes out, puts on his cowboy hat (laughs) and out flips Hunter by like 10 times.
2: Now that was when we also started seeing the weather kind of start. The weather's
1: starting to shift. You could
2: see things were getting darker. It was windy as hell. Like yep. you knew things were starting to go sideways, and I things remember watching starting to go that. Bad. W- yeah, I was watching that wad, thinking, "Uh oh!" Like, how much long? You know what's going on on course? Because while we this is all, all happening,
1: out and behind yeah, the to get ugly.
2: The course was still going on, and we later found out, you know, people got pulled. Like they they yep. shut it down.
1: They shut her down. Um, and it kept getting uglier and uglier and uglier so basically that night we all we all kind of locked the doors in hid um but oh my god it's just it just kept getting worse and worse and worse so anyway we wake up sunday morning
2: now the race is supposed Um, to start at 9 a.m for the elite wave of the the actual old you know the, the actual championship race of the actual
1: world championship, yep. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, we get an email and a live feed update, and they actually sent us text updates for the first time I've seen in a while. Um, oh, that's cool. Saying, hey, everybody, classic, classic middle school delay, two hours. <laughs> 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 we're like, okay, cool, what do we do? And it was kind of like this weird Christmas morning, because it was snowing outside, there was snow from the night before, pretty blue skies, and the weather was actually pretty good then. But the issue was being able to get medical staff up to the proper places and volunteers. And there are certain things here. And if you're, you're following us on BroCR, um, we've had a little bit of a crazy poster with Bill. Uh, he did a hmm. great job of showing and capturing kind of what some of those cold conditions looked like. Yeah. Uh, it was bad. But I will go ahead and say thank you to Spartan for taking the time and understanding that you needed to get volunteers out there to even try to be safe if they were going to do something like some of the things that they did.
2: Well, I mean, that's the thing. Um, like, at the end of the day, you know, the two-hour delay, I'm sure in some – you know, they, they, you know, no matter what you do, you're going to have people that agree and you're going to have people that disagree. But, yep. you know, for all those people that are starting off with, oh, why they delay it, let them, let them be icy, Spartan up and all that, safety has to be number one. And I think from everything that I have seen,
1: well, that, the that biggest
2: – well, the biggest reason I could see for the delay was a matter of safety, ensuring that the course was clear, the course was safe to start the race, there was volunteers in place, and everything was ready to go.
1: I, I see portions of that with yes and portions of that with no. Um, first oh, okay. of all, safety is first and foremost, okay. Hmm. I think personally back to when there was the death race, and I've seen the okay. death race. I've been to mm-hmm. the death race. The question is: Do you want to create something like that, where a death, where we start talking about the death waivers again, right? And like you know, you're you're signing up for something crazy and stupid. Here you are, or do you actually want to be a governed sport?
2: Well, so the morning what started the standards off standards and regulations, right? So the morning started off with the delay, and then the next yep. logical question became: What's going to happen with the water obstacles? Because yep. even before the the snow and the ice hit the night before everybody was already getting concerned over the water conditions. We talked about it last week on the podcast with Jason Rulo. Yep. You know, when you're talking yep. about cold conditions and water, things start, you know, getting a little questionable. And so everybody was wondering what was going to happen. And Spartan came out at around, you know, just after 9 a.m. and said,
1: no water, no swim. Well, no, well, 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 yes and no.
2: Well, correct. They left the ape hanger in. But they took out they dunk left the dunk wall and in. Swim. they took
1: out the dunk wall. Well, on the live feed, they said they took out the dunk wall. And then there's question because on the Viber chat, they said they took out the swim.
2: Well, and then they also made comments on several posts that are screenshotted out there
1: where Spartan sure.
2: official commented swim is out.
1: Okay. And at that point, I went live on bro and said the following. I said, listen, right now, from what we understand, the latest we've heard swims out but it could change we still have two more hours who knows what could happen stay tuned and we will figure it out as a family we're gonna get through this um but i personally feel like there was no need for the swim Um, well
2: i will say when they made that decision to cut it i'm gonna be honest my initial gut reaction now mind you i wasn't there But my initial Mm. gut reaction was, "Mm, I think they should leave the swim in for the elite wave only and take it out for everybody else. That was what my Uh, first gut was.
1: That's fair. I would say that's fair. Um,
2: Because we are talking about a championship race. We are talking about athletes. You know, we talked last week with Jason about the importance of moving and running. And, you know, that's what the elite wave is. So, you know, my initial gut was, let the elites do it and then after that take you know it out what? And make it I'm going
1: to change my mind I'm going to just say no I'm just if mm-hmm. if Spartan wants to become a governed sport if it wants to be it has to have rules and regulations and everything that you have in a national series championship for age group and elite it should be the same
2: Well and I agree with you I'm saying that was my initial reaction to it Yep However Okay When Spartan came back then shortly thereafter and said, "Mm, never mind, take it back. (laughs) Everything's in, you know, and then we started seeing the posts from the different media companies, from people that were on ground and seeing the true conditions of that mountain. I agree with you. That's when I was like, oh, really? That's not the best decision.
1: They shouldn't have... And here's the thing. This was the shortest swim I've ever seen in Tahoe. It was not far. Right. But... I'll, I'll say... It's enough to drop up.
2: your temperature.
1: It's enough to drop your core. It's definitely enough to drop your core. It's, um... But there were some other things, too, that they did really well, though. And I, I will nod Spartan on some other things. So if they were going to have the swim, if they abso freaking lutely had to have the swim, which is very iconic in Tahoe. It's always been mm-hmm. a game changer. Um, they were really smart about putting it not right before a carry. Okay. Could you Im- so the double sandbag carry was right before the swim.
2: Oof, okay.
1: Yeah, so imagine that after the swim.
2: Yeah. Oh, it's it, that would have killed people because you can't. I yeah. mean, when your body's that cold, you need to be moving and running and trying to get your temp back up. And if you have to go slow with those heavy sandbags, there's no way.
1: Yep, you are shooting yourself in the freaking foot. Um, right. And that's that's a smart move on Spartan's part. You know, like that's that is a good that's good course design right there. Um, I would agree with that. Um. And at the ape hanger, you know, they, they shut down the dunk wall, getting your head wet. Okay, understood that. They had the ape hanger open. And then right after the ape hanger was the uh, barbed wire crawl. Now, that's going to slow you down quite a bit. I'll be, I'll be honest with you there. Now, that's,
2: ape hanger, you if down. you guys aren't familiar, it's a, another large, you know, water. You have to get into the water. You're not submerged, but you have to get into the water about chest high, climb up a yep. rope, go across floating monkey bars, and then back down. So if yep, you hit can, a belt,
1: but you got to get back in the water when you're down. Right. So you're definitely
2: going to be in the water, you know, getting on and getting off. And then obviously yep. if you get up there and fall, you're back in the water and likely submerged at that point. Probably. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to, if you fall from the monkey bars, chances yep. are you're going under when Absolutely. you land. Um, yep. And then the rule was you were not allowed to just burpee out. You had to get into the water touch the rope get across yep. you and had to out. touch
1: the water you had to cross yeah. the water yep. so you
2: couldn't avoid the water same thing with the swim you had to do it
1: yep yep agreed and this was just it was so cold up there and so and here here's another thing we got lucky with the wind because when i got up there saturday morning it was not, it was way windier than it was sunday um, so here's another thing where Spartan got lucky here. If they would have had the wind hit oh, like it that, been chaos. Exactly. You go through there, you have somebody fall off a an hanger and then they're rolling around in the dirt, like we did a few years ago back at um, when I got hypothermic there right. and finished up. Now you let know, me ask you,
2: for for me not being there, you know, the the criticism that the biggest criticism I have for Spartan with regards to leaving the swim in is. If you're going to do that, okay, but you better make darn good and sure that you have the proper medical response to get to people that need it. Now, I'm seeing all these posts this morning of people complaining that, you know, there was no way that people could get up there and the medical personnel weren't getting there and people were, you know, getting hypothermic. Is it as, was it as bad from what you saw from what I'm reading this morning?
1: So, I'll say this, um. Spartan did what they could. I I did not make it all the way over to the swim. And maybe Mm -hmm. that's something we need to bring Bill in to talk about because he walked a lot more of that course up there at the top. Mm -hmm. I had to run back down to the base because I needed to catch the the finish line for everyone. Right, Um, Right. I needed to get over there and figure out what was actually going on because these guys were moving so fast. The women were moving so fast. And they had to move fast because if they didn't move fast, you were going to go hypothermic, Um, period. So I got up there. I got some of the women I caught a few photos here and there of a few friends, and then I had to get back down. I was maybe up there for 45 minutes, and I had to head back down real quick, and then basically okay. go to the finish line. Right, um, because right. between the men and the women's start times, you had 30 minutes. So right. 30 minutes there, then another you know, 15 to 20 minutes to get up to the top of the mountain. All the lead guys were past me by the time I got to the top of the mountain. Yeah. You know, 40 minutes in, the guys were long gone to leads. Um, so then... Basically, at that point, I would, say, I would say there were instances where Spartan did some really good things. They mm-hmm. shut down the tram at one point for everybody to go up.
2: I heard that, so they could bring people down that needed the medical attention.
1: Absolutely. I think that's that a smart was, move. I would agree completely with that. That's yeah, a very smart move. The hard part, though, Starting was the second the second mountain that they had, basically. Go go they go go didn't have go go a go tram like that.
2: Mm, okay.
1: So they didn't have a tram set up like that. They couldn't do things like that. And it was really hard to get people off the other mountain, right. especially after you've been wet for that long. And then you're getting cold and hiking up there kind of into the wilderness by yourself. And it's a lot shorter than the first mountain, but it's still mm-hmm. there. It's still there. Um, right. So, you know, I guess where I'm going at with all of this, as far as water safety, we can go on to the, some other topics here. Right. Um, I guess from Spartan's perspective, and I, t- if you DNF'd, my heart goes out to you guys. You, you guys gave it your all. Um, I don't think they should have had the swim in there. That's me. Um, that's my opinion as mm-hmm. as an athlete. Um, and, yeah, I, I just don't think they should have had it. I don't think right. it added that much to it. I think you would have been plenty cold without it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, there there wasn't any shortage of sock from what it seemed yeah. like. Yeah. So, I mean, and you're right. At the end of the day, you know, we could talk about this and belabor it for an hour. And, you know, that's kind of where social yeah. media has been all day long. I and think, we've, no all, right I think we've already one, beaten
1: so. that horse to death. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I agree with you. There is no right or wrong answer. The bottom line is, you know.
1: Be consistent.
2: It be It Right. I agree with that. Be consistent with it. I don't agree with the whole make a decision and take back and change it again. Just. Make a decision, stick with it. And at the end of the day, you know, us as athletes have to be responsible and make a call that's right for us. If you get somewhere and you're not prepared for it and you don't have the equipment needed, don't do it.
1: You know, I'm walking back today with my dry robe and two wetsuits in my car. Now, I I didn't wear either of my wetsuits there, but by God, Sunday, I was very happy to have my dry robe walking
2: around. (laughs) I bet you were. I one of my favorite,
1: are. my favorites was Nicole Maracle looking for dry robes. She's like, are they here? Do they have a booth? I'm like, no. She's like, I really want one. I just want one now. I said, well, you're in the world championship. You just made 20 k Girl, go buy yourself a freaking right? $80 dry robe.
2: Speaking of champion, let's touch on that real quick. So the race, going into the race, you know, you have everybody out there making their predictions and Huge upsets! Huge, huge upsets, upsets on both sides.
1: Um, first of all, Killian... Uh, there is a lot of rumors flying around right now how we are not going back to Tahoe next year for the world championship. I hear there might, there will be other things at venues like that, but I've heard very specifically that they don't see it going back to Tahoe for the world championship well, next year. Until we
2: hear it from Spartan themselves, it's all speculation. Yep.
1: And absolutely. We'll update you as we go. We'll figure yep. it out because that's the sport. It's going to change day to day, yep. hour to hour because it's Tahoe baby. But, um, and, so, for the men, man, Killian, for winning the first year out in Tahoe and potentially winning the last year at Tahoe, good for you, Robert. Good bookend. Good
2: for you. Yeah, Robert. Good
1: bookend there. He,
2: you know, Robert, I think, has done a, a really great job these past two, arguably three seasons, where he is just peaking at the right time. He's yep. starting off the season a little bit slower, he's not as, you know, visible throughout the beginning parts of the season, but then as the season picks up and we enter championship season, here he comes just dominating. So, um, you know, congratulations to him.
1: Uh, Second place, Ryan Adkins, you know, great again.
2: Right. Now let's not diminish or let's not forget to, uh, you know, address the fact that Ryan is now coming off of a 30, what was it, 30-day eco-challenge?
1: It was less than that.
2: No, no, two it was like
1: two weeks, two weeks. Regardless, he did he did the eco challenge basically on Amazon Prime and in Fiji and was kind of whipped. Yeah. You could he, see he,
2: craziness. The, the fact that he was able to turn around so quickly and race competitively and pull out a second place amongst a crazy killer field like, so awesome.
1: Third place, John Albin.
2: Not at all surprising to see Not him up surprising. on the podium.
1: Yep. Very happy for him. But then out of nowhere, I'm going to give the boy a thumbs up. Both these boys right now. There are two men out there that I've never seen happier on the course. Aaron (laughs) Newell and Ian frickin' Hosick.
2: Fourth and fifth place. Who would have put that? I think Aaron's been kind of getting a little bit of a fan club going. But I don't think people would have put him that high.
1: You know, I did a podcast with Aaron and Ian, actually, uh, the day before. Mm -hmm. And they kind of went out for predictions. We had a fun time. We were goofing around and dicking around. And we all sat there and Woodsy ran by us. And Woodsy was having a pretty good race. He missed his spear. And a lot of things shook up at that point. But I'll say this. And I'll also say it about Faye, too, because we all know Faye had a DNF. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, But Faye and Ryan Woods, Mm -hmm. I remember them winning their national series respective. Did they win the national series? Uh, uh,
2: no, uh, well, Ryan just uh, won West Virginia, but he didn't win the whole series.
1: I think something like Ryan won the series. He won what? Ryan won West you Virginia. There, right? Yeah, but last year he won the series. Oh,
2: whoa, whoa, whoa. yes, 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 yes. Last year. I'm sorry, if i remember. Think,
1: I think I'm trying to remember. Faye won the series too for the women.
2: I don't think she won. And I think Lindsay 12. won it, but she was up Lindsay there won. with it.
1: She was. Uh, Sorry about that. We had a little bit of a a mix-up there, but we are back now. Um, So, talking about Ryan and Faye, some of the best shape I've seen them ever in.
2: Oh, for sure. Ryan's been killing it this year. I mean, dominated in West Virginia. I think everybody was really wondering what he was going to be able to do here in Tahoe.
1: I saw him easily on the podium in the top five. Um, And it just didn't happen. And these things happen.
2: Well, if you You read his post from today, um, he posted about it just a couple hours ago, I guess. Um, And it sounded like he was doing really well in the beginning of the race and then made what he said was his biggest error. Well, he missed the spear and then he says his biggest error was his um, jacket or whatever he was wearing, long sleeve. He did not seal the bag well enough. And so it got wet. And so things just kind of went downhill from there, he said. Yeah. But. Anyway, so yeah, he ended up a little bit lower than than people were thinking. Um,
1: there was so a couple other
2: people that kind of were a little bit. Johnny Luna Lima was a little bit lower than I thought. I think that the, far lower
1: than I thought. Yeah, um, I think the
2: the cold kind of neutralized a lot of that. The leads that he well, would have
1: been I, I would say up. cold, but also what's Johnny known for? His downhill running. And I'm gonna be honest with you, Leah. The downhills here were Not treacherous. So well, mm-hmm. they were treacherous and. After you have all this rain and snow on them, they're slick, yeah, on these rocks and stuff out here in Tahoe. you cannot bomb those when it's in that condition. you just can't yeah so that
2: that neutralized him to to some of those other athletes,
1: yeah, another thing I will say though um about the race, though, so they changed it up on Sunday and included a second sandbag, and the one that we normally see at the um at where he, seen the bucket carry before and the log carry before. Mm-hmm. They had that as a double sandbag carry this year. It's it's at the half pipe, basically, up there at High Camp. Mm-hmm. Um, and it always sucks. Well, and yeah, there's nothing rocky. fun about
2: a double sandbag.
1: Yeah. But here's the thing. That's the first double sandbag we've seen this year.
2: That's true. We expected one in West Virginia and didn't get it.
1: Didn't get it. Not even in Palmerton, the birth of the place, the double sandbag. There wasn't a double sandbag right. this year. I'm going to go on record saying this: like, if we want to see double sandbag carries, we need more than one a year, well, um, yeah. and you should have one in the national series. Um, I don't think that's
2: too much to expect from from series no. races.
1: Um, another thing I would I was kind of sad with this race. Um, traditionally, we see a new obstacle or something at the World Championship. Yeah, nothing.
2: No, I mean there was some hype around the whole monkey in the middle, but we've seen that before. We've You've seen, seen them before. combine monkeys and twisters. Yep. Yeah. And even so. that length.
1: Right. The only so. thing that was different was there was there wasn't two bells on it. It was just one bell at the very end. Meh. And it was 30 burpees. Um before it was 60.
2: Yeah, cuz it was cut in half. So if you fell off the back half, it was yep. only 30. So
1: Yep. So this was 30 and done. Um, now, Women. talking about the women's race, exactly where I'm going. Nicole Miracle, yep. man, what? Yeah. What so everybody
2: knew going into this, the big battle was going to be between Lindsay and Nicole. It has been all year, basically, between the two of them. Basically. Um, you know, Lin- Nicole almost edged Lindsay out in West Virginia, but Lindsay was able to take her at the very end and, and come out with the win.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Nicole came in hungry. And if you ask me, she might have came in a little bit hungrier. Um,
1: you know, she? it was, it was that, and then also, um, the, the two of them, the, the distance they had on third place in Miriam,
2: mm-hmm. um,
1: was astounding.
2: Yeah. I mean, um, my understanding was Lindsay was right with, uh, Nicole the whole time up until yep. monkey in the metal.
1: Yep. And then Lindsay comes off and, you know, bad fall, not bad yeah. fall, but bad landing.
2: Yeah. Hurt her um, ankle
1: hurt her ankle, Um, and I want to bring Lindsay in and talk to her about it. Um, And just kind of about, like, that legacy now. Because it's that's, for the longest time, it was like she's untouchable.
2: Well, I mean, I can't even imagine the mental state. First of all, the pressure that she must have felt going into the race to, you know, because she's back-to-back, she's two-time champion. So, to go in there with the pressure of, oh my gosh, I have to keep this, and then falling and getting hurt uh, to you know some people would have quit at that point but you know the thing
1: it. i like about lindsay when when i just said here like when like some people are like oh my goodness lindsay's untouchable lindsay would never say that about herself
2: oh no and that's she's that's what i love about her one of lindsay. the most humble, humble genuinely nice. humble yes athletes that we have in the sport you know she's absolutely. like absolutely the ocr sweetheart and i think that that's she's why she's a great gal absolutely you can't not like lindsay and you know it broke my heart to hear that she was hurt and then there were some questions for a little bit is she going to keep racing is she out cuz again she, we didn't have far in covering it and she kept going she she ended up going and finishing and you know that just shows the dominating Ever
1: lead aspect of her character
2: well and it shows the dominating lead those two women had yep. because all the time that Lindsay lost between the actual fall and then you know it slowed her down, she yep. was still able to maintain second place and not yep. get past.
1: I think it, Nicole ended up with what, like fifteen minute lead there at the end? Something like
2: that. And she finished fourteenth overall. Let's give yep. like that some credit. That's crazy. Right,
1: let's look at that for a second. <laughs>
2: right? Not only did she win females, but she was fourteenth fastest on the mountain. That's
1: you know that's astounding. That's just great. So. Um, then additionally, on top of so the then Lindsay took second. And then Miriam mm-hmm. took third. From um, France. From France. Uh, great mm-hmm. athlete. She's always been out here too, running this one. And she's yep. great. And it's good to see her on the podium now after following this for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, but, man, what an upset of a race.
2: Yeah. It was It was awesome. It was good to see. I'm looking forward. I think it was released today or it was going to get released today. I'm still going to watch spartans production yeah i cannot wait I'm, to watch it i really want to see what happened up on that mountain i mean i think that the media companies that were there did an amazing job covering what they could cover but you guys couldn't get everywhere so i want to nope. see what it was like up there
1: Abs it yeah i can guarantee you the production value is better and it is freaking nuts um
2: that's tahoe
1: I, that's tahoe baby yep. that's tahoe
2: so let's not also, we do need to take a couple minutes and recognize another big announcement that came out today in the sport.
1: Yeah. The OCR uh, onion's gone. Uh,
2: well, I wasn't talking about that one yet, but yeah. Okay. So real
1: quick before we even go on, I've had Matt Davis in my face all freaking weekend. Are you the Every onion, single, Jacob? Yeah. Yeah. buy the onion? Yeah. I'm also Santa Claus and I'm also <laughs> um, uh, dude, the dude. Easter bunny. You barely berries. have time
2: to do the podcast with me. We, There's no way you could do the onion. We just did
1: Highlander Assault. I guarantee you I'm the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs>
2: <laughs> In the kilt and the horn. In the
1: kilt and the horn. Hey, that horn was awesome this week. Everybody oh, loved I bet it, horn.
2: I bet everybody loved the horn. Um, Thank you, Chad Rife, for the horn. Yeah,
1: Chad, <laughs> yeah, the, the horn's freaking awesome. Everybody loves it, and I love it, too. Um, no, okay, so anyway, back, back beyond that. Um, yeah, the onion said Bye. Whatever yep. that means. Um, well, whatever but anyway, that means, we'll see. Aside from the, the OCRWC
2: 2020.
1: So, yep. We've got a location. Which, okay. Yes, we have a
2: location. We've got a location. Out, it was announced the OCR World Championship Woo! for 2020 is going to be in
1: Stratton, Straton Vermont. Vermont. Da, da, da.
2: Yes, the same Stratton we've been at. For Noram two years in a
1: row,
2: we are going to Stratton.
1: Going again, girl.
2: So the first question I, along with everybody else, I'm sure had was, whoa, 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 whoa. What does that mean for Noram?
1: Yep. 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 Well, okay. I'll be honest with you. When I first saw it, I was like, oh, you know, OCRWC is going back to Stratton, Vermont. I was like, oh, cool. Noram is going to be in Stratton again. And I, I was like, wait, wait, wait. No. <laughs> yeah, no. Nope.
2: I thought that that meant that Noram was going to go to Canada, um, but if you read the cryptic messages from both Adrian, and oh, on Rachel the website Ann, it says no, and the right, and then you do go to the frequently asked questions section, like they direct you to, mm-hmm. they specifically say no.
1: Nope. And Nor-Ann any volunteers,
2: yeah, any volunteers who had a free Noram race is now being upgraded to a World Championship race. And then I saw later on there was a post somebody asking about qualification because we haven't had OCR World Championship 19 yet. Yeah. Um. And people were already working on qualifying for Noram since we already had Noram. And Rachel Ann did post and said that they are going to honor qualifications for 2020 World Championship beginning the day after NORAM. So, if you have already raced after NORAM, August, whatever it was, um, Mm -hmm. if you have already raced between then and the World Championships in October, so basically August, September, and October, and you do meet qualifications, whatever they may be for the 2020, uh, you will get your... Your, your entry.
1: Yep. And that's good. But,
2: um, what is your thoughts about it going to test
1: I think it's big old hairy poop turds.
2: I kind of agree with you.
1: <laughs> I'm, okay, I'm going to be honest with you, and this is, this is me going full-blooded American here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> Watch out, kids. No, um, OCRWC, and don't get me wrong, I'm sure their impressions overseas are big i'm sure they're doing great over there with what they had last year um mm-hmm. but ocrwc started in the u.s and that's where we had a lot of good work here mm-hmm. um then you know when they moved to um, canada canada kind of a little bit of back here next year boom great again right yep yep um so the first year we went overseas to nuclear Races venue don't mm-hmm. get me wrong i'm sure they have a great venue i'm sure it's a great freaking place right Right. Tons of obstacles. Um the numbers I from what I believe were okay, but they weren't They weren't great. They weren't life changing. And right. don't get me wrong, there's also there's also the um there's the newness of going over there. There's also the requirements to actually qualify for it, unless you're in the journeyman positions.
2: Right. Well, um, I mean and I think a big piece It's a little bit more it exclusive too, race. It's that and the fact that Americans, I mean Bottom line, Americans just don't travel as well as the Europeans do.
1: And nope, we don't. We really the don't. The majority we can drive there.
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't know what the numbers are, but I'd be willing to bet way more than half of them are American. And without the travel, you know, people travel to Canada because it's kind of like, you know, North yeah. United States. People don't really think you of it can sometimes. drive there. You can drive there. Right. But you can't drive to London, and I think that moving it overseas, you know, they lost a a huge chunk of people, and at the end of the day, this is a for-profit industry, and I'm sure it took a header.
1: Yeah, and kind of where I sit, like, I want to see it do well. So, and if I was in Adrian's point, like, okay, well, I'm taking this over there, I'm going to give you guys Noram, right? Right. And Noram, once again, qualification system, Mm -hmm. and... The obstacles this year, the race looked intense.
2: It did look intense. We talked about that right afterwards. Neither of us were there, but from from seeing where the evolution is, it, it wasn't an easy race.
1: So but how many people showed up for that race?
2: I don't think it was as much as they were hoping. I think the year before that was actually a better better turnout.
1: That's kind of what I've heard as well. Um,
2: and I can't help but wonder if a piece of it is people not wanting to travel because been there, done that. I've already been to Stratton.
1: Well, Cause... I think that's part of it. I think it's part of like saying, okay, well, I've already done the North American Championship and I could do that one or I can try and go to the World Championship because mm-hmm. the qualifications are exactly the same.
2: Yep. Yep.
1: Um, so which do I go for? Uh, well, I'm already this committed. Let's go big and go to OCRWC over yep. in London.
2: Yep. Um, no, I'm, I'm not going to do both. Sense.
1: Especially yeah, with them mean... being so close together.
2: Right. There was a lot of athletes that did not want to do both. And, you know, and that makes sense. And now that World Especially Championships. Especially with the prize purse
1: is bigger at OCRWC.
2: Yeah. I mean, I am all good with World Championships coming back to America. They've been gone for four years. So, okay, fine. But we have the whole freaking United States available. Really? Like, why would you put back? God, anywhere. It? Okay. Well,. Let me let me first off by saying I loved Stratton Resort. I went there the first year. I thought it was mm-hmm. a great venue. Um, it was okay, really so,
1: cool. So really cool question then. Mm-hmm. Stratton versus Blue Mountain, which is better. You've been to both.
2: I have been to both. I did love them both. Um, you know, it's hard for me to say because I think part of me my initial gut when you said that just now was Blue Mountain. Um, but I'm not sure if it's truly because I really loved Blue Mountain that much more or because it was the first the first of the two and they were very similar
1: I think it's the poutine I think you were just about the poutine
2: (laughs) Uh, it might be (laughs) (laughs) but you know you, you asked me where else I would pick I would love to see it go I mean okay I love the feel of the olympic village of these of this this race mm-hmm. i love the the feeling of the village i love you know being able to walk around and seeing all the athletes from the different nations i think that that's mm-hmm. one of the coolest parts about the adventure races so while an initial gut reaction may be hey let's go to a permanent venue like you know indian mud run or something like that mm-hmm. i would say why don't we go to park city utah or why don't we go to another iconic, you know, village very, type very place. infamous place. Right. That that would be my pick. Now, I don't think I would pick another mountain resort because we've been there done that. Um yep. and I've I've shared my views on that on previous podcasts. I'd like to see a little more variety with our championship races and not the same ten mile mountain <laughs> course. Yep. Um, But come on, there's the whole freaking country. Or why don't we spice it up and do something in, like, I don't know, Arizona or something that's hot and different, you know? But instead, we're talking about Vermont in October.
1: It's going to be. I'm I'm sure it's going to be pretty. I'm sure it's going to be pretty. (laughs) With snow, it's going to be cold as hell. It it may snow. It may. (laughs) Goodness. You know, I'd like you know i I think may
2: (laughs) i think this would have been a great opportunity you know hell go to florida and i'm not just saying for uh, let's keep it warm but let's do something different maybe some sand on the beach or i don't know just i'm getting kind of tired of the same old mountain resorts and definitely a venue i've already been to so i'm not i'm not so excited about this
1: Okay. Well, I'm, I'm planning to be there next year, hopefully. Um, I'm planning
2: on being I mean, there. Don't get me wrong. I'll be there, but, <laughs> but. I'm not as excited.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. <All> right. <laughs> well, I think it's going to be cool. I think it's going to be exciting. I'm excited to see it come back over here. Um, I'm excited to see what they do with the venue. They probably already got a bunch of stuff already there so they can move stuff over and say, yeah. okay, we're going to do it again. Um, it's, logistically, it's probably a really good idea. I, I uh, logistically, agree. it's a great freaking idea for, it's for them. It's a
2: great place. It is a really good yeah. venue. And
1: it's... let's be honest, things don't look the same as they did in 2015 when OCR was nuts. Oh no, way different now.
2: Yeah, it'll be interesting, and I, I mean, it'll be a great event. the The Adventure Crew put on amazing events and great yep. races, and every year things become just better and better and they are constantly innovating they're constantly introducing new obstacles so you know i've got nothing but love for for that you know crew i just would have been a little more excited for something different
1: absolutely and kind of where i'm at right now like i'll say this real quick about the spartan race world championship again and Mm -hmm. versus what so in the past, I've always been like, okay, we go to the Spartan Race World Championships to see some of the best, best competition here for mountain running. It's crazy. It's insane. Obstacles everywhere. Whoa, mind blown. And then mm-hmm. we go to, um, we go to, it was here at WC,
0: mm-hmm. and it was this
1: crazy international event. hmm And I'll say this much about Spartan this year. 50 countries represented, Leah.
2: Oh, wow. Okay.
1: And they had a parade of the nations.
2: Oh, that's awesome. Like the Olympics?
1: Yeah, but, like, but it was, like, so savage. It was, like, this haggard thrown together thing. Like, hey, we're going to do this Parade of Nations. And they got, like, the local high school band.
0: Uh-huh. And
1: they were playing everybody out. And then all of a sudden it was, like, you know, a few different countries coming through. We're having a good time. We're cheering each other on. We're happy. I was live for it. Right. Um, okay. And then Mexico comes through. Okay. And they're all singing and they're waving their flags. Oh, and they that's are just awesome. pumped. And it was this beautiful, wonderful thing. And um, I didn't make it to Noram. um, I didn't get to make it to um, to OCRWC last year. But, man, that was cool to see Spartan really. They've done the team championships like that before. Mm -hmm. It's 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 nation based. Yep. Just something simple like the parade of nations, everybody running through. And then all of a sudden, USA comes through and they're led by Killian on a Harley Davidson. (laughs) That is awesome. I'm like, that's so extra. I love it. <laughs> that's
2: awesome. That's, I mean, that's my favorite part about the OCRWC series. That international is, flair. Is, is that international, like, it's just amazing going to one of those restaurants on site and just being surrounded by the different languages and the different cultures and talking to people and hearing all the accents on course. Like, it really does, it just touches you as far as how big and how global and how awesome this sport is and the people in it so
1: yes absolutely. I am looking
2: forward to that
1: I'm looking forward to that and being able to get to it fairly easy (laughs) right right oh for sure so Um, all right anyway I guess that's what we've all got for right now Um, yeah
2: I think we covered it all
1: pretty long podcast actually this week I've got a lot of side pieces that we're gonna be putting out here in the next few days I've got three of Mm -hmm. them I feel really bad so I had all these other podcasts lined up, like, mm-hmm. for Sunday. Yeah, and yeah. And then everything hit the fan Sunday. I and mean,
2: then shit hit the fan. Yeah, it all went sideways. Yep. and It all went sideways. Know,
1: so Spartan Up Podcast, if you guys are listening, uh, Johnny Wade and Colonel Nine, Supra. I, I need to get with you guys and figure out the time that we're going to do a crossover thing. Yeah, it be um, awesome. I need to get the Daddy Saturday guy in here. Uh, there was another guy, Fuel on uh, Athlete on Fire podcast. I met him. I ran a bunch of the race with him. I need to get him in here. We wanted to talk about kind of like just all sorts of OCR stuff. It was so fun, but I've got like four episodes. I got to throw out one with uh, Josh Pookert about um, I I went with interesting topics. So I did with Josh Pookert. We did one on um, being friends and being rivals in the sport. Mm Um, I did one because he won our age group this year in the national Mm -hmm. series and how to still be competitive, but still like have best friends. Awesome. Um, I did one with Ian Hosick and um, Aaron right before they decided to go and throw down and destroy the entire race. And we were all just sitting there joking about the race and kind of everything about our mm-hmm. travels and stuff. And then I did one more with, um, oh, God, who did I do it with? Who did I do it with? I'm, I'm thinking now. Hmm. Oh, God, who did I do it with? Anyway, I did another one in there, too. Well, and it, it went really well. we we got is what I'm great hearing. stuff coming out. Um, And then, out of nowhere, we're going to have OCRWC here in a few weeks. So, um, more stuff to come. Um, It's championship season. It's championship season, and we're getting ready to kick off. Um, One last thing, uh, before we head on out of here, we want to give a shout-out to our friends over at Human Octane. Uh, Human Octane is the apparel sponsor of BroCR. Um, really happy to have my pants this weekend, Leah. I bet you were. Real happy to have my pants. Uh, everybody earlier this season was like, listen, why would you spend like $80 on a pair of Human Octane pants? Like, Because they work. I
2: bet people <laughs> who had some pants on were pretty thankful.
1: I was pretty happy with my Human Octane <laughs> pants this weekend. I didn't Y'all have to, to, to carry a Hydro Pack or anything. I just threw a few goos in the back and boom, I was good. Yep.
2: Snack Pack pockets the best part about the Human Octane pants. They stay put. They don't ride up. They don't sag down. Keep all your junk together. Um, Absolutely. Check them out, humanoctane.com. Um, great products. Great,
1: great stuff. Great products. Um, and I feel really bad because Brett was there all weekend, but I was so busy. I was going to go visit Brett, and <laughs> then our good friend Heather Bodie over over coming run. If you've been following her, uh, you know, reach out to her, give her a hug. Uh, she got DQ'd this weekend. Went hypothermic, and I had to go help her out a little yeah. bit. Um, it's I was an playing awesome medical story. There for a while.
2: You need to go read her post. Um, She's got
1: a great story, she explains, guys. It.
2: she explains it wonderfully
1: better than than we could recap. So, absolutely, it's check Tahoe. Her out. We love check Tahoe. Tahoe <laughs> yeah, anyway. Uh, so, until next week, I'm Jacob Bosecker, and I'm Leah Hensley. You guys take care.
0: This has been the BroCR Supercast, powered by BroCR Media. We always love reviews. Oh, and shout-outs, too. Want to be on the review? Drop us a line. We know there are other obstacle course racing podcasts out there, but you choose to laugh with us for a while. So, thanks. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. And thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye-bye. And uh, bye-bye.
1: Bye. Bye, everyone.
0: And bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye.